Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. Hi, this is Kevin Lawton of the New Warehouse Podcast, and today's safety tip is chalk trailer wheels before entering the trailer. Trailers can move and create a dangerous situation if not properly chalked. Be sure to chalk those wheels and keep all of your team safe from any accidents. Communicate this to your teams, add it to your safety audit list, and be sure to have a visual reminder to prevent any accidents on the dock or around your trailers. Outdated and bulky, legacy scanning technology continues to drain warehouse efficiency. To keep up, warehouse operators are turning to flexible hardware solutions, like WorkHero from Rufus Labs. Utilizing WorkHero's efficiency-boosting wearable scanning technology, mobile device management, and labor management tools, warehouse managers will be able to easily access key performance metrics and improve operations. With their cutting-edge monthly subscription model, you're always provided with the latest barcode scanning wearables, productivity analytics software, on-site redundancies, and 24-7 global support. Superhumanly simple. Make your warehouse team superhuman with WorkHero. Go to www.getrufus.com to learn more and schedule your free demo. That's www.getrufus.com. How do you create warehouse superheroes? The answer is simple. With visual voice scan solutions from ProCensus. With record demand and labor shortages, warehouses need more effective workers and lightning fast onboarding. Visual voice scan solutions from ProCensus enable warehouse workers to achieve superhero performance with up to 20% improved productivity and up to 99% accuracy. Hands-free barcode scanners from ProGlove paired with wearable mobile computers is just the beginning. Improved mobile interfaces with reduced keystrokes, easy-to-read screens, custom keyboards, voice-enabled interface, and more can be realized with ease on the leading WMS platforms. Sound too good to be true? Let us show you with our one-of-a-kind virtual demo. Visit ProCensus.com to get started today. Again, that's ProCensus.com to get started. With e-commerce off the charts, many small and growing warehouses are asking, how can I get ahead when my warehouse is barely keeping up? The answer is future-ready warehouse tech from Zebra Technologies. Warehouses can simplify and upgrade all processes, from automated inventory management to hands-free picking with Zebra's tailored, scalable mobile solutions. They're simple and intuitive. There's never been a better time to upgrade for success with Zebra. How can your warehouse get ahead? The answer's in black and white. Get the answers at zebra.com slash the answer. That's zebra.com slash the answer. Fulfillment demand continues to skyrocket and outpace available labor. To keep up, warehouse operators are turning to flexible fulfillment solutions like Six River Systems. Utilizing Six River Systems' award-winning combination of collaborative robots, artificial intelligence, and operational expertise will make your associates and wall-to-wall fulfillment workflow more efficient. No new infrastructure, no change to warehouse layout, easy to deploy and scale, easy to train and retain associates, all at half the cost of traditional automation. Want to take your fulfillment operation to the next level? Go to www.sixriver.com to learn more. That's www.sixriver.com to learn more.
The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hello, and welcome to the New Warehouse Podcast. First off, I want to apologize to you about not having an episode on this past Monday. Last week, I lost my voice, which is quite a dilemma for a podcaster, and I was not able to record anything, but now I am back. So before we get started, please be sure to sign up for our newsletter at thenewwarehouse.com, which we have started resending as of last week. So I give you some additional insights in that email weekly newsletter every Friday morning and also a little recap of the episodes from the previous week. And if you have not and you listen on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a review on the podcast. Tell us what you think, your thoughts, or you can email them directly to me as well, kevin at thenewwarehouse.com. I'd love to hear your feedback if there's anything that you think could be better about the podcast, or even if uh, maybe you love something about the podcast, I'd love to hear about that. So I would also love to know where you are listening from. So send me an email, let me know, kevin at thenewwarehouse.com, or leave a comment on LinkedIn, find me on LinkedIn, Kevin Lawton, send me a message. Um, I see the podcast like on charts getting listened to all over the world and i would love to connect with you i would love to know who's listening in these countries across the world from me and i'd love to make the world a smaller and, and connect with you so so please reach out um feel free to let me know and that's what we're going to get into today's topic no guest today just me flying solo so for today's topic i want to talk about the importance of setting standards in your warehouse and how to develop them standards in your operation can help you to become more efficient train employees faster create a safer environment for your employees and ensure that mistakes are minimized very very important so let's start with what is a standard so a standard in my definition is a process that is proven to be effective and is repeatable with a desired outcome so basically rules that are put in place to ensure the right outcome is achieved every time so as you can imagine this is very important in an operation and warehouse setting i mean it's very important in a lot of business settings because you want the same outcome every time which is a positive outcome and so when you look at a process like shipping what do you want to do you want to have the order ship out the door the right way correct quantity at the right time and with the right mode as well every time. So you want to set the standard to make sure that that is occurring as frequently as possible. Now, obviously, we have humans involved. There's going to be some human error, so you can't expect 100% effectiveness, but you can set the standard to get as high on the effectiveness scale as possible. So how do we go about developing a standard, right? So this is the way that I do it. I map out a process that I want to standardize. So I look at the process. How is it happening now? Right. Take every single step, include all aspects of the process, no matter how small, no matter how minuscule, everything counts, right? Everything should be in there every single step because you have to think that at some point 
you're going to bring somebody into that process that has never done the process, never seen the process, the way that you do it in your business, your operation. So you want them to know every single step. There should be no explanation in the training saying, well, when this happens, actually you're going to do this, and it's not anywhere there in your standard work, right? Very important. So as you map out the process, you want to make sure that you are involving the parties that are currently doing the process or will be doing the process so that you fully understand what's happening. I've seen many times, and I've talked about this on the podcast too, with guests that you know you get people that are not doing the process every day or not very intimately familiar with the process, and they think they have a great idea on how to make the process better. And in reality, it's not even feasible or it doesn't make sense when you actually put it in a, in a practical sense. So if you're doing something with picking, then you want to bring in your pickers and you want to talk to them about the process, how you can map it out and, you know, what are they doing? What's different from maybe one picker to the next one? Which one is seeing better results? All these different things and, and take the culmination of that and make sure you get all those steps accounted for. Now, once you get all your steps accounted for and you've mapped it out, you want to evaluate the process to see if it makes sense. So does it make sense to be doing all these steps? Can you improve any steps at all? And it may be something very simple. And I, I give you a very simple example. Where I currently work, there was a process where we're printing BOLs and each time we would ship something we needed two bols one for us and one for the shipper or not the shipper one for the carrier to take both copies would get signed right standard practice but when they would do that they would have to process the bol twice they would have to go in and print it twice so my question was you know why why do we have to do the process twice to get two BOLs? We need two BOLs every single time. So do the process once, have it print twice. So we made a change to the system, very simple fix, and it improved the process. And it saved a little bit of time, but over the course of a year, it actually saved a couple thousand dollars in labor spend. So when you look at these little things, that's why you want to get into the details, why you want to ensure that the process you're putting out there is the best possible process and you want to ensure that it's giving you the desired outcome and that it's repeatable as well and you want to put in if you have exceptions obviously you want to try and reduce the exceptions and and fight those exceptions and make sure that there's improvements put in place to get rid of the exceptions but if there are exceptions that happen, then you want to be sure to include those in the standard and the process to make sure that you can properly troubleshoot and whoever is in that role will understand what to do if something like that happens as well. So once you map out your process and you understand really what your standard is going to be, now you want to document, document, document. Uh, very important that you have the written document, your standard work, standard operating procedure document it and you want it to be documented because if it is not then basically it might as well not exist right because you're now saying someone should just remember what these steps are which may happen but as you do that 
there's little steps that get missed in between that either make the process faster or make sure that something doesn't occur that's an exception so it's really really important that you document it and that it's referenced and that you're able to get to it easily so tribal knowledge which is basically people just remembering processes and not having a documented process will kill you in the end the the person that has the tribal knowledge we'll be back after a quick break you hear a lot about supply chains these days because if the past couple years have taught us anything it's that an efficient well-managed supply chain is absolutely critical to keeping businesses successful and consumers happy i'm will haywood and i host a podcast called all business no boundaries where we talk about supply chains how they work what happens when they don't and the innovations that are redefining what's possible in the world of logistics. Join me for insightful interviews with thought leaders and industry experts. We discuss how optimizing supply chains can break down the barriers that are holding businesses back. That's All Business, No Boundaries by DHL Supply Chain. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Is always a great asset because they know how to do everything, but the issue is that when they leave your company, something happens, they're out. No one knows how to do that process, but that person, you're really, really in a bad place. So everything should be documented. It should be readily accessible for reference. And there may be processes that only one person does, and that's their normal thing. But when they go on vacation, you don't want to have to track that person down, call them, ruin their vacation, because you don't know how to ship something a certain way. You want to have that documentation so that you can easily follow it and have somebody fill that role and get done what you need to get done. Your operations should be able to operate no matter who the operators are at the time. You also want to ensure that your documents are readily accessible. This means that they should be readily accessible for everybody that's going to utilize them. So you need to create a standard Additionally, for organizing your documents, ensuring that they're in a place where people can easily find them. I've seen them managed through QMS systems, through shared drives digitally. I've also seen them just on like standardized work boards as well, posted there. You can easily grab them off and and reference them in physical copy. And with this organization, you also want to make sure that you're updating the documents accordingly when changes are made. So if there have been multiple revisions, multiple changes, you want to make sure that you're updating those and making sure that the changes are getting communicated out to everyone. And you want to make sure that they make sense and that people are signing off on these documents as well. So there is some accountability to the change and That will make sure that you are staying up to date on your standards and your processes and ensuring that everything is well documented and easily referenced. Now, once you have your documentation, now you get to your training portion. So when you have your standards, your processes in place, the key to having them succeed is to ensure that the training is incredibly robust. So there shouldn't be any lack of training. It shouldn't be create the standard and throw it in a drawer and that's it. Once the standard is created, it should be trained out to all employees. They should be well-versed in the standard and they should be trained from the time that they come through the door. As soon as they're going to start that process, the first thing that they should go through 
is that documentation. Read through the documentation, understand, have it dictated to them, and gone through with your supervisor, lead, whoever the case may be, your trainer, whoever you're utilizing your operation to do the training. But very important that they start off with the standard. You don't want to take someone and just throw them out there on the floor and then decide, like, I'm going to... I'll train them later. Like I'll catch up with them later. I'll just get them started for now. Like they can figure out what to do. That's not a good idea because when you start them like that, then they're going to end up making mistakes. They're going to kind of figure out their own way and figuring out their own way is not really the right way to go. You want to start them right. And you also want to start them with the expectation that the standard should put forward as well. So there should be an expectation on the standard, whether you want labels in a certain position or they need to be a certain way or locations need to be picked from in a certain manner. Whatever the case is, you want to make sure that the expectation is set early and that you're able to start them on the right path to be successful not only for themselves as employees but also successful for your operation and your process flow overall so that things are lining up and things are hitting the way that they should and also ensuring that you know they are providing the most efficient and effective labor that that you can get so you have less to worry about it's better to start them right take the time bite the bullet and take that time out to give them dedicated training from day one versus trying to correct their mistakes and their bad habits later on, which would be developed from them kind of freelancing and and doing what they think is the right thing, which may all along not be the right thing. So very, very important. And then with the training, you want to make sure that you're following up on the training periodically And you want to ensure that it stays top of mind for the employees. So it's always good to bring a training back, go through it, maybe quarterly, monthly, depending on what type of process it is, what type of standard, maybe annually, depending on the size of your operation and and what your turnover really is. But that's up to you. But you want to make sure that you are following up periodically and making sure that you know the employees are fresh in their head with what the standard is um, and it becomes kind of you know ingrained in their mind that okay this is what I have to do every time the other thing that I find to be incredibly important in the training aspect is to address exceptions with them or address what happens if they don't follow the standard and i'm not talking about from a disciplinary standpoint i'm talking about from like a system issue standpoint so i like to be able to relate the physical movements to the systemic movements and i think that gives a lot of clarity to the operators and employees and it really helps to allow them to understand that even though maybe I might do this kind of workaround in the system and it works for my process, well, it really screws up this other process down the line. And once they understand that, then they understand like, oh, okay, even though this is something that's a doable workaround, it's still something that I shouldn't do because now it's going to screw up this person down the line. So very very important that that is laid out 
and the understanding is there as to why you need to follow the standard and what can happen if you do not follow the standard. Very, very important part. Now, once you've had the training, the standards are in place, you're using the standards and your processes, then it's time for improvements. So we said when you're developing a standard, you want to look to see, is there anywhere that you can improve any steps as you're doing your process mapping and, and looking at all the steps in the process to create that standard. But these things are ever evolving, right? So you want to make sure you're reviewing your standards for potential improvements periodically, observing, bringing in different sets of eyes, thinking about it in different ways and looking at it in different angles. And a great place for this is you want to make sure that you're you're valuing your employees' input because they know the process the best. They are doing it every day, pretty much. 40 hours a week at the minimum, most likely, they are doing this process. So, so they should know the process like the back of their hand. They should know the standard and they know what works. They know what doesn't work. And some of the best improvement ideas come from those employees. You know, you have stuff that you see every single day, but you're not looking at it as closely as someone who's doing the process. I mean, a, a great example of this is had someone working for me this summer, college student actually, and never worked in a warehouse, but he's a supply chain major. He wanted to get some experience. So I, I brought him in to help with some projects and, and look at some different things. And Right away, he looked at something in our receiving process where we were manually putting on stickers. And he's right away, he's like, why are, we, why are you putting on stickers? Like, it seems like just extra work because we, we're printing something, then we're putting a sticker on the thing we printed. It doesn't make sense. So we looked at the process. What could we do? There was a resource that we could utilize to basically eliminate the sticker but still accomplish the same goal and streamline the process. And, and we did that and it ended up with significant savings. So, you know, as a, just a employee for the summer, I mean, that one little change, I mean, he, he paid for himself basically. So, so really, really important to, to do that, bring in different sets of eyes, rotate some employees, bring them into different processes and, and kind of pick their brains, see what do they think, and then kind of go from there. And then be sure to make sure that you follow up with those employees as well, so that they know that, their input and their ideas on improvement are are valued whether whether you go with their idea or not at least follow up with them and explain why you can go with it why is it feasible or why it's not feasible why you can't go with it so that they understand but they don't feel like oh you know i gave this idea nothing happened and no one ever got back to me so i'm never going to give an idea again that's not a good thing. That's not the kind of culture you want to do. You want the employees to be open and have them bring these ideas to you and then explore them with the employees and, and keep them in the loop as well. So the other thing is very important is I think, you know, you just need to ask the question why. I've learned kind of in the past few years that just asking why, why, why does this happen like this or why do we need to do this step if it doesn't make sense? you know, question it. And oftentimes you'll find out, well, we do this step because I don't know, we made some change like eight years ago and then we were just told to do this step. But then you look at it and it's like, well, we don't really have to do this anymore. Some other things changed and now we don't have to do this. So you can really look at 
these types of things and you know question them if they don't make sense and, and find out what's what's the real reason and and maybe it's it's a valid reason but maybe not you know like my example with the the bols there was no reason why we had to be doing the same i think it was like four steps in the system to print the bol two times so you're looking at eight steps then when you could just do the step a sequence once in the system and and get two copies printed out so it was a very easy fix and it didn't make sense when i looked at it i said well, why are we doing this if we're doing if we need two every time why we're just repeating the process twice we could just do it once and get two out it's the same thing so very very important your standards and your process documentation super key to having a well-running operation and making sure that your employees don't have any questions on, on what they're supposed to do day to day. It should just be the exceptions that arise and it makes your day easier as a warehouse manager as well, because you're only managing exceptions. You're not constantly answering questions about the process and you can focus on ensuring that, you know, you're running as efficiently as possible. Your employees are being safe and that your mistakes are minimized to the smallest amount as possible. So these are kind of some of my insights on, on standardization and uh, process documentation as well. I think it is incredibly important to do these things. So I'd love to hear your feedback and what do you think in your experience is the best way to go about creating standards or making sure that your standards are solid. So you can leave a comment on the blog post at thenewwarehouse.com that goes along with this episode, or you can send me an email directly, kevin at thenewwarehouse.com. That's kevin at thenewwarehouse.com. Or send me a message on LinkedIn. My name is Kevin Lawton. You should be able to find me, or just search for The New Warehouse on LinkedIn. And you will find the page there as well. So thank you so much for listening today. And we'll be back next week with more episodes and more guests as well. Check out thenewwarehouse.com for more. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from The New Warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for The New Warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.